it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Cammy and Lowell of Milk and Bone over Zoom video. Both Cammy and Lowell are from Montreal, and they talk about how they got into music. Cammy actually was a touring singer for a Cirque du Soleil at a very early age, toured around the whole world by age, I think, 12 or so. Lowell's dad was a music teacher or is a music teacher in high school. She actually was uh, privately trained on the recorder for a couple of years, uh, eventually started playing trombone. After high school, she went to, to school for music and went from trombone then to vocals. And this is where she met Cami at this school. They were both working for the same touring artists, kind of as background singers. One day they decided that they wanted to try to maybe write some songs together. So they go to Cammy's family cottage, write some songs. One of those songs was New York. They put that up on SoundCloud and it just goes nuts pretty much instantly. They talk about the success of that song, then coming out with Coconut Water, which also did very well. Talking to record labels at this point, only having a couple songs out. They recorded their whole album, released Pressure, which changed everything for them. And they tell us about their first show they ever did, which was a 400 cap room, which turned into 7,000 people waiting to, to see them being nominated for a Juno award on that first record, then winning a Juno award with their second album. And they both have their Juno awards because they're at their own, their own homes via zoom. And it was cool to see both of them holding up their awards. It was really, really rad. So we get a chance to check that out. If you watch the video version of the interview, we hear about the EP they released just before COVID hit. They were able to tour the EP, get home, and then the pandemic hits and they begin writing this new record, their third full-length album. And we talk about the two songs that are out thus far, Borders and Bigger Love. You can check out the interview on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Milk and Bone. Hi! Hello! How Hi. are you? Hi, how hey. are you both? Good. Good, how are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you doing this. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on. Of course. Um, oh, Leanne, are we good to go? Or? Yeah, we're good to go. I'm going to hop off um, and I'll leave you girls to it. But um, thank you all so much for doing this. And uh, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Leanne. Thanks, Thanks Leanne. Everybody. All right. Well, thank you both so much for doing this. Uh, my name's Adam and this podcast is about the both of you, your journey in music. And we'll talk about the new music uh, with Nick and Bone. Yes. Very excited. The first new music in what, three years? Is that what I read? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. We were so lucky, actually, that like the entire pandemic thing didn't necessarily affect our um, music release that much mm -hmm. because we had just released an EP in 2019 and then we'd been touring that um, for oh. the entire year that year. And we were uh -huh. going to take some time off. And right. Then, so then it kind of just landed that way. And you're like, okay, well, now I got, we got all this time. Let's just, let's <laughs> just make another record. Let's make another record. That's yeah, amazing. Exactly. I mean, the first year was kind of shitty, though. We were like, oh, at home. Yeah, so nothing, it was not yeah, the time I was like, expected. Joke. There's a pandemic. <laughs> it wasn't <Let's> great. <laughs> it wasn't the best, but 
but you yeah. made the best of it, I guess is what we're going, we're, is where we're going with it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Well, again, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, so I guess let's start off. Cammie, where were you born and raised? Okay. Um, fat. Okay. <laughs> Why do I have trouble answering this? I mean, okay. I can answer I, for you if you want. <laughs> no, I know where I was born and raised. Um, so I was um, born and raised on the south shore of Montreal. So like okay. just outside of the city. And then, and then, yeah, I spent most of my childhood there. And then I spent a few years in Australia and then traveling around the world a little bit and then moved to. Tell us why. Tell us why. What? Tell us why. Why you traveled the world. (laughs) Why did you travel Um, the world? Now I need to know. (laughs) Um, A love interest. um, imagine, imagine a love interest when I was like 11. That been <laughs> no, um, I was cast when I was 11 years old, um, for a Cirque du Soleil show. So really? I went, yes. So I went and traveled the world with them for like two years as like a young teen. And that what, what you doing in the Cirque du Soleil? Were you like a, I, one of the acrobatics? No, I was a singer and main <laughs> character. No so, way. Yes, a small, small main character myself. Okay. Um, but that was super fun. And then we traveled in all around Australia, New Zealand, and then Singapore, Hong Kong, and California. Um, wow. So, so yeah, I did see a bit of the world as as a teenager. But then I that came is, back home. And that's so cool. Well, so what was <laughs> Obviously, you're a singer, so you did really well. Did you, I'm sure you had audition for that role and, yeah. and all of that. Uh, but where did you start as far as music? Do you come from a musical household? I come from a musical household in the sense that I feel like my parents are very musical, but there was no... My, my mom does have a degree in piano. Um, oh, really? But, it, but, but my parents don't... That. like. Yeah, she does. Oh. Um, but they don't, they don't work in music at all. But it was super important for them... Um, for music to be a part of me and my siblings' education. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started playing piano when I was four, and then we um, got into this, like, music elementary school that had, like, I, I had cello p- lessons every single day, and then, like, musical history and all that, and it was, like, really, really great. And that just got me into, like, having music as, like, a very important part of my life at a very mm-hmm. young age. So cello and piano. Right, right away. Yeah, and and then classical guitar. No you way. Played classical guitar. I did. I was so small. That I'm learning so many things like already about <laughs> you that I didn't that, know. I, I thought you everything about you. <laughs> That's my, this is my uh-huh. favorite thing about these interviews, especially when it's multiple people that have known each other for a very yeah. long time. It's like oh, I didn't know that. Like, I, like <laughs> th- those are the best things. I. That's so cool. Wow. So, um, your mom was has a degree in piano but she didn't pursue like that as no. what, a profession no then she went on to study um she has a, d- a degree in, in teaching also and then oh. she became a speech therapist Not so a piano she teacher. went she no no <laughs> she just you know found her way through studies but yeah Okay. Well, uh, that's amazing. Oh, we'll get back uh, to you because uh, that's a lot of cool information. I'm, I have a bunch of stuff earmarked here. Uh, but Lawrence, <laughs> where were you born and raised? Uh, so I was born in Montreal. So I'm a little city girl. And now my childhood sounds very boring compared to. <laughs> 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 I mean, it was 
no, it, it was great. I, I studied music. Uh, so my parents were actually musicians. Well, my, my dad was, and he was a music teacher in primary school uh, in Montreal. And he's also a blues man. So yes. I grew up very much in like surrounded by music, seeing shows all the time and music playing in the in the house all the time. And my mom was working in music too, but more uh, organizing the shows and the production aspect of music. So I was lucky for that because I, I, I was surrounded by music from a very, very young age. And mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, was your dad your teacher? Was your dad your teacher? No, actually oh. never, never. Like I've always had, and I wonder why, but I, I guess it's maybe better that way. <laughs> right. Like, probably. I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. Did he teach at your school though? Or no? No, no. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. He, he didn't want that. He didn't want me to go at his school. He was like, no, no, I'm your dad. Like you see me enough like that. And I see you enough. <laughs> Do your okay. thing. Live well, your I was thing. Say, like, yeah. Cause maybe... that could be a situation where you're like, you made fun of it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm complex. I would have. Yeah. yeah I'm no, sure like, kids he, would just like yeah. ignore their parents and be like, at for school, sure. You're not my dad at school. <laughs> yeah. I do but not it, know you. <laughs> but it was actually cool because then like when I had days off and he he was working, I would go to his school and I was the kid of the music teacher and I would hang out in the classes for a day. So I was kind of like in a, the best position because everyone was like, oh, you're Monsieur Vincent's daughter. And and then I was cool like, girl cool, energy. Cool. I was cool for one day. <laughs> That's and then rad. I back to reality where I wasn't that cool. <laughs> what instruments did you start off on? Uh, I started with the piano, but I hated it. And then <laughs> I... Although, although there's three behind you. Yeah, well, it grew on me. It grew on me. <laughs> uh, but then, wait for it, I studied. I had private lessons of the recorder for two years. Private lessons on the recorder. Yeah, my girl was gonna get really. She was gonna. Why? Go <laughs> I mean, I don't know why, but that was it. That was the one I picked for two years, and then I studied like. Um, so these were private lessons when I was a kid, but then when I get to I got to high school, I auditioned to get in this music program, program, uh, classical program that was pretty awesome in this public school in, in Montreal and I passed and then I started playing the trombone and then I got really really hooked and I studied that for like five years very intensively and played in orchestras and stuff and yeah yeah so. <laughs> well, okay so you went from the recorder you played recorder up until high school <laughs> private uh, lesson recorder I mean I on it. and off like I wasn't in love with it but I I, I liked playing music. I'm in love with it but you are more than much more than me. But I think just two two years of private recording cl- recorder classes is just That'll too do much. It for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to play. You didn't like go on to be like oh, I want to play clarinet or anything like that. It was just no. so trombone. That's an interesting transition. Yeah, I I remember when I I saw this. Yeah, I saw this jazz concert with my mom, and I saw this uh, jazz uh, trombone player called Hugh Fraser. And I remember that moment when I heard that instrument and the stance it had and, but it was, it was so romantic at the time, but like very powerful also. I, I really fell in love with the instrument. And then when I got to high school, that it, it was, it's the one I picked for sure. I like it, it, no doubt in my mind, that's, that's what I wanted to play. Um, yeah. Okay. Aww. Is yeah. that what you played? So you played that through high school and then did you go into college? Yeah. Trombone? Is that yes. where milk and bone comes from? Is it from the yeah. trombone? 
Uh, no. <laughs> oh, oh trombone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, oh my I gosh, actually, I love that. Yeah, so <laughs> never heard that before. But then again, oh, I don't good. I don't talk about the fact that I play trombone like a lot. <laughs> well, that's perfect. That's what we want. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, but now tell us what okay, because I, I love the the where this story is going, because then you 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 got into college yeah our, our version of college here in montreal it's called cigep it's like between high school and kind of yeah. like we skip undergrad kind of to like do this yeah. and so, um, so you get to you actually get to pursue something for two years that you want to pursue instead of like taking all exactly. these classes that are useless i just interviewed somebody like like right before you and we were talking about broadcasting and um how you basically are paying for useless classes for two years you're like okay i know i want to do this so why am i yeah. paying to learn science and math when i specifically came here and asked you what class what major does mm -hmm. not have science and math and you're gonna make me exactly. do <laughs> like, yeah and now i'm paying you three grand or whatever it is to do this yeah anyway, no thank you <laughs> yeah okay so yeah, you're so we, going to this there's a between high school what, what yeah. do you call it it's not university no it's, it's called cgep here yeah, it's like collage. It's 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 like I don't a, even know French. I don't know what it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it, that's okay. a French thingy. But yeah, yeah. it's great. It's, I mean, it's super cheap, and you get to try things and see like, is that really what I do whatever do before I like go to university and commit to something? So mm -hmm. yeah. a lot of people stay more than two two or three years in Sujets because it's so cheap. But I mean, why not? It's great. Uh, but this is uh, this is also a fun part because this is where Camille and I uh, met. Okay. Um, so I started. Um, I was a, a year older than Camille, and I started. You still are. I was gonna say I was invited. That's where <laughs> I was going, Cami. Okay. Okay. It's true. <laughs> I'll always be the older one. <laughs> You'll always be the baby. Mm -mm -mm. A little baby. Um, yeah, so I, I started, I entered the program in uh, the music program in jazz trombone. So I, I switched from classical music to jazz okay. and did one um, semester. And then I was like, Mah. I always wanted to sing, but I never felt like I was good enough. And I've never took, I had never took um, classes. And I'm like, maybe it's the moment for me to try bad because I feel like I'll never do it otherwise. And so I asked if I could change my instrument and addition in singing. And they were like, well, sure, but it probably, you probably won't make it, you know, because like there's a lot of people already in, in, in singing. And so real quick, but had you ever singing, you were never in chorus or choir or anything prior to that? I was that, in a or? choir. Okay. We had a choir class in, in high school. So it wasn't like you, you just thought you could sing and you're like, I'm just going to go for this. Like you obviously knew you had talent there. I mean, yeah, kind, a little, but I was very, very, very shy and had okay. no technique. So I was like, nah, it won't work, but I feel like I, I had to try it. Mm -hmm. And I got in. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. What was your I audition? Mean, what was your song? Yeah, Do you remember? Uh, yes. Wait, wait, wait. It was. I think it was Crimea River. No, that was mine. So, don't. No, it was. No way. You sang Crimea River, Julie London. And oh no, wait, that was for university. For C. Shep, it was. 
I got the light on my face, baby, no, 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 every time I'm on the no, 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 I'm in love. I don't <laughs> I know. I forgot that. Anyway, it's I don't know, standard. but I would have let you into school. And then and, and we, and we had to, we had to improvise on a, on a blues, um, like form. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that was actually really easy for me because my dad's a blues man. So I, I had like, um, grown up with like, blues music playing all the time so i knew the structure i was super comfortable in it improvising was very natural for me and so they were like okay you don't have the technique but you obviously have an ear and a vibe so we're gonna work on it and and then i got and in she got in wow so cammy where where do you come into the story because where we left off was you were doing this touring thing with Cirque du Soleil and were you also in like, were you taking school, like, um, you know, uh, homeschooling type deal or like when oh, you, when yeah. you get back, like, when do you get back to Montreal or you said outskirts of Montreal? Well, Wh- when I got back, I went, I, I was still living on this, like the outskirts. Yeah. But then I went to high school in Montreal. So in the city and oh, then, but you guys didn't um, go to the same high school. No. no. Okay. And then, and then I had like three years left of that. Actually, I got back for one year. And then, cause my parents made me leave the circus and they were like, you have to come home for stability and for your, you know, to be a normal child. And then what? I got back and, and a year later, they're like, we're moving the entire family to Sydney, Australia. <laughs> stability. <laughs> Why? Anyway. Wait, wait, so wait, real there. quick. Sorry. Okay. So you were doing this touring thing. And yeah. then you were, your parents weren't with you. You're just going so, with this Cirque du Soleil. My mom was there for the first year with me. Cause I, at first I was just supposed to do like a year of tour with them. Cause I was 12. My mom was like, let's only right. do one year. And then, and then so she was with me for the first year, but I mean, I have two siblings at home. So okay. she, and for that time she, cause if you're a minor on one of those like big shows, you have to be accompanied by someone. Like it, it's right. just not legal for you to be by yourself. So my mom sense. was there with me, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then the second year she was like, okay, if you want to stay for a second year, cause you love it so much and it's so cool. Um, well, I'm going to have to go back home. So you're going to have to be with like someone. So it was like we auditioned um, like substitute parents for me. <laughs> you auditioned so I was, them? Yeah, I oh, met with wow. them and I was like, this, did, did you have like I a questionnaire? Will... Like, what was it? What was the uh, like interview process? My parents, process did. Really? My oh, parents okay. sure did. They were you like, there? Oh. You were, were you there? there? Of course, because they wanted me to have a. You know, right, she's right. gonna be with me for like a year. So I was yeah, like, I like this person. Um. Oh. Anyway, and then so that's after two awesome. Years of tour, and I'm glad they 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 took me out of it honestly because I would have never left. And I feel like a lot of people at that age, if you stay for such a long time in such a kind of like recluse and kind of like in a bubble type situation, I think it would have maybe like messed me up in some way more mm. than I actually had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I came home for one year, went to high school, normal girl, and then moved to Sydney, Australia one year and then came back, finished high school. Okay. And then I, and, it, it, and I didn't do any music during that time, except like writing songs at home. Okay. And then and then I wanted to do the audition to go to the same school as um, as Laurence was talking about. It's called Saint Laurent. And um, and yeah, I did. I wanted to get into the composition program and with vocals as my main instrument. And then when I did the audition, I was obsessed with this song, um, Crimea River, interpreted by Julie London at the time. I would just would cry all the time listening to it. Okay. And so I sang that. And then I got in. 
Wow. And then, yeah, it was well, so how funny. did you get into the Cirque du Soleil? We didn't talk about that. Audition. It was just like an open call. Because, I mean, at the time, internet wasn't, no, it was barely any internet at the time. I mean, there was. It was like 2000 and, 2002-ish. Okay. Anyway. And then. Yeah, th- there was, the inter- I mean, I was in college around this time. Yes, so there's like my the space. Time, I think it was kind of like, coming through around 2000. Maybe not. But, Maybe it was Friendster. But I feel like I for auditions remember. or whatever, it wasn't like on Facebook right. or whatever. Like, oh, right, there's an right. audition. You can't. So. My, my grandparents had heard on the radio that there was like an open call audition for young girls for Cirque du Soleil. And since we were at a music school, my mom was like, guys, we should go. Cause like, you're not going to get it, but like, it's a cool like experience to know what it's like to have an audition and it's an open call. So like, just like, let's make a day out of it and like, go do the thing. Mm-hmm. And then you I, was, I was, <laughs> and I was nine, I was nine at the time. And they wanted me to, they, they had, they had me come back later during the day. And, and they told my mom, they were like, we would have her leave in two weeks for Japan <laughs> for a two year tour of Japan. My mom was like, hell no. Oh, my wow. child. That's crazy. Stay away, stay away from my child. And then because I was so young, my mom was like, hell no. And so what they yeah. did was like, okay, fair enough. Um, but can we keep like, training her a little bit so that she maybe she can go like two years from now on the next tour so mm-hmm. like once a month I would go in and like have classes with them at the HQ here in Montreal and then six months before I left I like um started going to school there full-time and wow. training for the role and then on my 12th birthday I left oh my gosh that's crazy that's so cool though wow all right and then, then you get back and then you, you said you lived there for a year you moved to yeah. Australia then you moved back and then you apply to get in this school and then the two yeah. of you meet at the school. How do you meet? So it's like a, it's a, it's a super cool school. And there's also like the music faculty that's like far away from a little bit like everything else. So we all kind mm-hmm. of hang out. Once you have classes there, you don't really go back to the main building. You kind of like stay in the area and they have like mm-hmm. this little living room. That's like the spot to hang out. <laughs> and, and I remember I have, I'm like an introvert, but I look, but my, my kind of like facade is mm-hmm. that I look kind of like I have an attitude and I'm not going to talk to you because I'm cooler than you. But inside I'm like, I'm so intimidated and I am crying, you know, okay. I remember like walking around the school with like, kind of like my, my super, confident, super- confident yeah. energy, but inside I was like, do they think, do you think they like me? Do you think it's okay for me to be here? And then I see this girl who's like super cool and looks so comfortable and she's friends with everyone. And she's just like, oh yes, yes, yes. And she, I remember you kind of like <laughs> having a nice aura around you that just made it so that I was comfortable. And I was like, she feels welcoming. She Aww. feels like someone that I could maybe be myself. With. And oh, then- I'm gonna cry. <laughs> cry. And then, but- it was it was back when I don't my eyes are actually wet. Do you remember the time where like you would just meet random people and you would add them on Facebook? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like you you met them like one time and it was like we're Facebook friends now. So I think that that's what happened between us. We were like, oh, I know this girl. Um, let's add each other on Facebook. And then I started maybe like we started liking each other's stuff and then mm-hmm. started hanging out. Is that how you remember it? Yeah, totally. It's just funny because we we both had like this um, 
feeling about the the other than like mm, like I don't know I want to get to know her I thought she was like so cool and confident and I was like she looks like she figured out her shit and she's like I don't know I, I was really impressed with like the level of confidence and then like you said it blah blah anyway that's uh, the facade <laughs> <laughs> the facade but we we both like noticed the the other and like wanted to connect and and then we did and eventually we started playing in a band together as backup musicians and singers and yeah. um with so, a band established band at this time or like tell me about this band so it was a singer um, from you go he's a singer from quebec and he um that was like both our first experience as like professional touring and like making a living out of music and mm -hmm. did you both i mean you uh, say that i just talked about touring with cirque du soleil for two years oh yeah no you're right okay it was my first experience as, no but as an adult no but it's such a different thing yeah, it was yeah. both our first experience like being on like um you know it's it's so much more independent like touring yeah. in a van and just like you know doing sound check and doing all the stuff so yeah. it was really cool to have did you audition together or yeah yeah or how did you no, know it wasn't an audition like montreal is so small okay. um yeah. i remember meeting that guy because he is what he played with a trumpet player who oh, yeah. sister was in my class <laughs> and then she was like you sing my my friend's looking for someone to sing." and then we met and we hit it off and it was like oh cool we can work together mm -hmm. and yeah. then so it's like it's very like yeah. i don't know Okay. It happens like this. And then you all, both of you play with this person. And how long does that band go for? How long are you touring with this person? I mean, is it like two years? Wow. Yeah. On and so off. On and, and off. Like, yeah. Again, like Quebec is, is small and huge at the same time. So mm -hmm. you'll be touring and then coming back home after four days, you know, like it's like a, you, you leave for four days, have four shows and then come back. Maybe the next, the, the, the week later you have one show like it's not just yeah. like a two-year long tour you know yeah yeah mm -hmm. okay and and as you're working with this person are you then trying to you know finish the the, the school to go to a, a four-year go to university to continue studying music or what's the plan at this point i was um i didn't want to but i felt like i had to i was like what am i gonna do after cj so i kind of addition to get in jazz singing in university. But I was like, there's no way I'm gonna get accepted because they only take two person, they, they let two uh, singers in the program. That's this year. crazy. So I was Whoa. like, there's no way, like I'm still not the one with the most technique and everything. Uh huh. And I fucking got in. She <laughs> <laughs> got in. And I was so the other did. one with you that year. Andréanne. If it oh, was shit, you, that would be. Oh, I was gonna say that'd been way wild. If it was no, both of you, were the only. No, two she was a year out. younger. So. Oh, okay. But um, but yeah, I kind of did the addition. Certain, like being certain that I, I wouldn't get in, and I was like, yeah. nah, that's perfect. Like I'm gonna take a year to do music and work and maybe travel. Like a year off, it sounds amazing. And I got in, but <laughs> so I, I did one sem semester there and eventually started touring too much and I just dropped off and my family was like, yeah, it, it makes sense. So they like, they supported the choice, which I'm all forever be grateful for. Yeah. Um, 
and from from there on i never stopped working and touring and so i'm like incredibly um lucky wow did you end up going to uh university as well cammy or at this point like when did you guys start oh. milk and bone so i when I got into the Sujet program, like, cause they, there's a program that you can stay at for two years. That's like the normal, like between high school and university type situation. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do the three years. Cause that's when you could do a yeah. composition. And there uh -huh. was like, I, so I, I studied to, to write music for like orchestra and like small ensembles and then also like production. So that was like my favorite thing. And, um, my parents were already kind of like, not happy with that because they were like you're going to be off track with everyone in your class mm -hmm. who um at your age are going to be like graduating with their bachelors and then their yeah. masters and stuff and they're going to be doctors like, and <laughs> exactly i was like mm. and then um so they were already not happy with that and then okay. afterwards um when came the time to like you know apply for universities and stuff like i i'd always wanted to study business but then mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So basically my choice at the time was I'm so busy with touring that I'm either going to have to take a break from touring and do my studies or take, put a break on the studies and just Tour. do the touring. And since I was going to study business, um, I was like, business studies are always going to be there. You know, like <laughs> yeah. business isn't I'm, going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. But I was like, especially like studies, you know, like it's not like right. I had like a, a job op or something that was like, oh, I need to take this or something. But the op was there for music. And I was like, hey, like I'm always going to be able to go back and study business, maybe in, in my email, even in my 30s if I want. But mm -hmm. like right now I'm 19 and I am going on tour. So that's what I did. <laughs> and then I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And then when do you two, because at this point then, uh, uh, Lo, you're going to university. Cammy's here and doing, it's still doing that, but you guys are touring together with this artist. And then how do you yeah, okay. start the, the band? Okay. So that was fun. I'm sometimes I'm having a hard time remembering exactly how it happened just because yeah. it happened so naturally and we didn't think yeah. about it. Yeah. So we basically being on tour with this artist, um, we were both singing harmonies. Mm -hmm. And that that was something that I was missing so much from school, like being in um, choirs and just harmonizing yeah. with with friends. And then we were having so much fun together because I felt like we were both able to take the lead but also blend together so well because we had studied and been in, in choirs and stuff. So I, I was having the best time doing yeah. harmon harmonies and like singing with low. So I think at some point, tell me if I'm, if you remember anything else, yeah. but I remember at some point we were like, we should take a weekend yeah. and like go and write. Yeah. Uh, and then my parents had this like beautiful um, country home, um, like an, a two hour drive away from Montreal that was like super reclusive, like just like in a field, gorgeous. So mm -hmm. we're just like, let's isolate ourselves there and then try to write music together. It is so cute. It is so, <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> were you I writing real quick? Lo, lo, did you, were you writing? Cause it sounds like Cammy, you were writing songs early, early on. Is this a new venture for you or? Were, um, you... Honestly, kind of, I, I had written like a couple of songs before, but I feel like since I always trained in classical music, mm -hmm. the sheets would tell me what to do all the time. And I would, right, yeah. so 
uh, I think that's also why I decided to go in jazz music because I, I felt like I, I needed more freedom and space. Yeah, you can kind in, of improvise more. Yeah, um, exactly. A lot of it's improvision. Yeah, okay. Exactly, exactly. And I love that ex- aspect of, of it. And so it was kind of new to me and I felt very insecure about it, but also very drawn to it um, because it was it was new. It was um, something I, I had like no... Um, roots in like I, I didn't know how you start how like is it I didn't know if I was super critic because when you start you suck <laughs> and <laughs> well it's true in, in anything you know um but I think also it was it was good to have Cami in that period also because you have someone to to like lay on when you're like super insecure or like someone who can help you push your writing skills further or help like motivate you or comfort you when you're like, oh, that sucks. And then sometimes Kemi's like, no, it doesn't. Oh. Or mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. So I, I think it was actually perfect. I don't know, if, I don't think I would have pursued anything solo at, at that moment at all because yeah, very way too insecure about my skills um so it was it was perfect and and so yeah it, it was all pretty new to me but I I had the desire for it I, I like I felt like I, I wanted to do that so bad mm-hmm. so yeah. then you go you both go to this cabin or your your parents yeah. spot and you start writing songs and how does that turn out is that when you leave with a <laughs> oh new it's bad it's okay. so bad is it oh it wasn't that good do you remember do- I think we should find those old demos, but I remember it's like some things were like a little but cringy. We had New York, didn't we? Well, New York. New York from, yeah, New York. Like I had started working on it before, but we yeah, didn't but it was started something that we explore. No, true. no, you're right, you're right, you're right. But the one we started at the cottage, we're like, Woo! yeah. No, I know, but at the same time, I feel like if if all the things that we did at the cottage had been terrible, maybe you would have been like, let's not. But since you're right, like you're that right, was right. that was the one time that you brought like New York on the table, the song New York. Yeah, and then yeah you were, which like, is a huge like, song for me. <laughs> which exactly. So like at, at that point, it was kind of like, oh, we have the song that feels really cool. Yeah. And then got it produced by a friend at the time. And then it was just SoundCloud by then, you know, we didn't yeah. have like, any. And like what's so funny with like the the Montreal music business is that it's so big but so small at the same time it's so self-sufficient but so supportive but also like it's it's strange you know Mm -hmm. and then I remember us like releasing that on SoundCloud and not really thinking much of it and then it blowing up (laughs) and then the media and like our, our peers here in the industry I think they weren't expecting anything from us because we had just been like the friendly backup like yeah. back vocal right yeah you know like help like just like on tour with the people and then for us to like come up with that song and the support from the media was like instant yeah and then from the blogs around the world as well so that was like our like first kind of like bzz, we're here. and that was with new york or was that yeah. a oh wow that was with new york okay yeah so you put that up on soundcloud and just thinking yeah. nothing of it and then it just starts to start taking yeah. off and are you watching this kind of in real time like in this- yeah. real time and then but, uh, i remember us being on a little cloud and being like let's go meet record labels now <laughs> <laughs> like kind of thinking we were like hot shit and being well, like yeah of course the first song you put out offer. yeah 
I love that you say that because me, I was like, this feels very abstract. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, we're hot shit. <laughs> but did you, yeah, I mean, you must uh, obviously validation right out the, uh, right out the gate with that. You put the song up and then it yeah. starts doing really well. And then what, what goes from there? You said blogs are picking it up and then you get all this, yeah. you're getting all this attention and are people like, Where's the other music? And then are you concerned with, are we going to be able to do this again? Or like what was going through your head at that point? I mean, we like the, the us making New York was also like just so natural with what we were listening to at the time. And it just felt like it wasn't like something magic we created. It was like Lowe's writing and like her, like very real um, pain and story from what she was going through at the time and then us producing it in the way that just felt right and felt like what we were wanting to hear at that time mm -hmm. so for me like when that blew up I didn't feel like shit like are we going to be able to do that again it was just like amazing what we're going to do is what people want to hear right now so let's yeah yeah so we rushed we rushed to make our first record that was a super short record we released coconut water after before really yeah true as true, a single true. second single and it went super well too and then and then yeah. i remember like us you know releasing having like a bunch of press ops and then um releasing our first record having like a line around the blog and people still talk to me about that to this day about like mm -hmm. not being able to get into our show that's crazy. Really? That's crazy. Show? Was it that was first? so sick. Yeah. Yes. And then, and then oh, at five in the wow. morning, we were flying out to th South by Southwest, <gasps> and we True. were like starting, like, and just like having all these showcases, and it went so well. Wow. Oh okay, gosh. hold on. That's crazy. Okay, so you put you, New York's the first song. It starts blowing up. Does you know really well for you? And then. Yeah. Then you put out coconut water, which is also another hit right out of the gate. And then are you yeah. talking to labels at this point? Or you're like, okay, we need to just yeah. get this record out. Okay. Yeah. So you so we, we released discussion. Go ahead. We released the album with the record label from home. Yeah. Right, and we're, right. we're still working with them now. Yeah. Okay. We, Little family. We just went, we went to meet uh, record labels in Montreal. It was like super important for us at the time to just like have, we were super weary also of like signing. I remember you know, it was like the beginning of streaming and some people were doing it without a label, but mm -hmm. it was like, it was like the switch in between like CDs and people buying records on yeah. iTunes and stuff and then Spotify, you know, yeah. like it was just the in-between. True. So part of us was like, oh, should we do it by ourselves? Like how, how's that going to work? So even meeting record labels was like, okay, but if we do, like, let's make sure we know the people and we trust them and we're not signing, you know, it was important for us also to, to be like, to own our masters and yeah. to license the stuff and to not like just like give a like sell our, our stuff away so and then we found both sound who who are still our, our family to this day and who have mm -hmm. been working every single one of our releases and wow. um they're yeah. the best yeah so did you have like okay so those you put out those two songs but did you have the full record out or not out but ready and no. written and, and it, oh so no Okay. We had so to tell rush me, that. You had to rush that. So do you have enough yeah. songs? Like how was that? No. You know? <laughs> nope. None we of it. We started writing. We were just like, let's go. Let's go. Let's write. Yeah. And then pressure is like that? the next was that the next single you put out? Because that one just went yeah. even more nuts. Yeah. Pressure. So you have is three so hits funny. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. But pressure is is the one that almost got. I remember bringing that song to to, to the gang and to the producer and being like, I like this. And then 
when it was time to choose the songs on the record, the producer wanted to cut it. He's like, oh. I don't think he was like, we I, I'm not sure we because we, we couldn't there. find the the direction for it. Like, yeah. it took a long time for for us to find like the right identity for the song, and we tried yeah. like so many versions, so many things, and it didn't work. And I was like, ah, but and then, thank God. Yeah. And then it's our it's our most played song. Is it or is it not? I don't know that one. I'm just looking uh, at that record on, on Spotify, and that one. I'm gonna go nine, find out nine million plays. Uh, I mean, I'm having a race right now between uh, Natalie and oh, Natalie's um, beating it by like uh, fifty thousand streams. But like it's su- it, it keeps super being close. super close. So they're it's neck and neck. They neck are and neck, neck <laughs> to the ten million. Yeah, who will hit ten million first? We will. I'm going to keep an eye on this. Million. Yeah, me too. I'm I going am. to keep an eye on this. This is cool. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, to have that song then do, is this song out prior to the album as well? Or did that song come out with the record? No, I think that was on the record. Yeah. Well, it I know it was on the record, the but was it, oh, so the record comes out and that's the single with the record. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I don't even think it was, a, it was, um, it was a focus track. I think it was just like on there. Was it? I think, I think, I think it was. Well, what blows it up? Yeah. SoundCloud? Still SoundCloud? It was Spotify. Yeah. Oh, was Spotify. Like the switch. Yeah. It was, it was, like you said, it was really that moment where the switch was happening and we're like, okay, we have to take part in this like Spotify thing and use it. And, and it so went super well. Coconut, Coconut and New York were mostly on, on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. but Pressure was our first like big hit on Spotify. Yep. Okay. And, and, but, and, and prior to that, were I, you getting like radio play in Canada? Like how are people finding out that you're doing this show and have this, you know, massive line of people trying to get into this show? Because I've seen a lot of media. artists really, because a lot of oh, artists yeah. aren't able to turn streams into ticket sales. That's what's crazy about like our beginnings. And I'm still trying to channel that sometimes with like what we're doing now. It, it was so effortless, but at the same yeah. time, it was so perfectly what we were supposed to do at the time for the type of music we were doing mm-hmm. and the, the focus audience too. Cause we were just yeah. like, catering to ourselves, but other people, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like our generation at the time is on Facebook and they are on Instagram, Instagram. and on, you know, and yeah. I, I've always had like such a, a passion and maybe obsession with uh, social media and just like studying strategies and, and like make, I don't know. I'm just always on that shit. So I remember, uh, I wish I could be that way. I'm such a failure. When it comes I wish, I wish I could be not that <laughs> way. Um, but <laughs> at the time, like all the events in the city were just like on Facebook events. Uh-huh. And oh my were, god, yes, I, I forgot about yeah. that. And then, and then our, I mean, our um, first show, so like release party for the first record. I think the capacity was like four hundred people in the venue because it was just like a small, like you know, and there were like seven thousand people attending on oh, the event. Wow, really? Yeah, and and I was like. <laughs> And then, and then people still talk to like the, and the, um, the venue we had the show at is like a, it's a beautiful like art gallery and center and they have a venue within it. And what they did, they were so cool. They installed like cameras and, and screens and the yeah, other, rooms other rooms. The galleries. So people like outside of the <laughs> venue would watch the show on 
screens like in the same <laughs> building but not in the room <laughs> what that was crazy yeah. that's crazy so and some then, some people were lucky enough to be in the venue to see you guys live and everyone else was outside in this gallery watching yeah, video, yeah. like a the live screens. stream <laughs> yeah exactly. oh my gosh that is so, so crazy yeah, all all our first stuff was um on facebook and the beginning of instagram as well um we were just like on there and then we had like a weird branding at the time i remember like (laughs) i would translate every single post we did in french and english and japanese for some reason oh you can speak japanese (laughs) as well and no no and then it was just like just google translate (laughs) well yeah 100 (laughs) percent but no, and it was it was a fun time also like creating our identity. Like we yeah. we were in this like very creative community in Montreal with like our friends being photographers and directors and like all of that. And I remember like our first music video for New York we did with Megan. Yeah. Um and like that was just like my, my best friend, my first friend in high school. She did so like it was a lot of that, like a lot of like friends helping and each other. But yeah, it's it so really cool fun, because really having fun. other friends that are that creative too, right? I mean, how yeah. what are the odds that your friend from high school can put together anything that's worth yeah. it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have friends in high school that w- that thought they could do these things and it's like, well, you know, at what scale, <laughs> you know, at what level? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's I mean, so you cool. get you get to find out like who, you know, at, at where we're at now. I think I think it happens pretty quickly where you find out like who's actually like gonna do this for themselves and make it happen mm-hmm. for themselves and who maybe it was mostly a hobby you know right 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 and with with it so the show happens everything's going obviously uh, extremely well and yeah. does the label go it's time to hit the road we need to get you out of montreal or what do you do from there obviously you know natalie's a, a huge hit for you all and that mm-hmm, wasn't yeah. on her, that wasn't on the next record it was just a single yeah and yeah. i'm curious to know with uh, the, the, the that record gets a bunch of award nominations. It wasn't it for like a Juno award? Yeah, we were I nominated mean, for like break, breakthrough artists, and then like what? Yeah. I mean, that that yeah. must be so surreal to have, you know, it's such a not to say that it was like this real fast thing because obviously, it was, both was. Had, it but really you was. both had been grinding. It's not to say that, like, oh, yeah, we just wrote this song and you know, it became this, no, hit, but, but it's still, like, it was super you, quick. It was quick as yeah. a, as a duo, but it I, wasn't. I, yeah. But you had been working as you know yeah. musicians your entire lives, so I don't want to yeah. like discredit that. But to have your first thing happen and then you know so quickly, and then it's up for a Juno Award. You must have been being from Canada and Montreal, like watching the Juno Awards is this huge. <laughs> it's the biggest thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. the Grammys. But it's yeah. it's it's fun because when it happens. I feel like it's so surreal and it's so big that it's hard to really realize what's happening. I mean, I mean yeah. it was like that for me. I feel like it it's all words and things that it's it's hard to it's hard to really realize what's happening. And I think it took me a couple of years to really understand how amazing it was or, or like the beginning of this project because when it happens you're just like well you're you're you're, you're, in, you're it. in it you're in yeah. it you don't like you don't have the 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 you're busy you keep going you're like to, okay do this do this yeah do this, do this. okay okay and, and it's so intense and you never stop and you you move you 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 talk to press you, like there are so many things 
you're doing and you're always busy that you don't even have the time to realize what's actually happening. And yeah, I guess in a way, kind of take it in and like, okay. Yeah. And I <sighs> guess in a way wow. it's, it's, it's maybe good because it can be like yeah. very uh, scary to, mm -hmm. to, to realize those things. Cause like when you're, when you get there, you can also uh, like fall from it. You can like lose it. And, and, um, but, but now that I, now when I think about this era, I'm like, damn we, we did so many things and i think yeah I, i think it's it's beautiful that people believed in us before we we did you know mm -hmm. like it's 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 just asked if the the audience were like oh no 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 you you have a thing you do it and it's like okay well i guess we do and and then we build confidence and then we just got better at what we did and i don't know i i kind of like how this project started because it was enforced it was out of passion and love and friendship and desire to make music for us and uh -huh. and it's just like a, a big it's authentic and people yeah resonate it was for that. jokes yeah it wasn't yeah. just well i mean it wasn't no, like, but you know what i mean no but but what i mean is that it was just like two friends coming together and being like hey do you want to do this like right. let's, there was no expectation of like i mean just naming the band like we were doing music yeah. together and we were like and then and it was just like oh i guess we have to like find a name for this thing let's go but like there was no yeah. ideation of like, so now we're going to be a band and it's going to be called. Yeah. And then this is where we're going. There was none of that. It was just like, right. do you want to do music together? Okay. Yeah. yeah Here's exactly. our logo. We're going to spend all this time creating this. Yeah. Like the back <laughs> end stuff. It's like, yeah, let's just hang out and do this. Where does the name come from? I heard, I'm sure you've heard that question 10 billion times, but I'm curious now. 10 billion. It... And, and to this day, it's, it's still kind of like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it, it's really, it really is. Um, <laughs> like naming a child I feel like you know what right. I mean or a dog it's like why do you name your dog that like sometimes there's a meaning and sometimes there is no meaning and I feel like for us it's just like it was just we need to name this duo yeah let me just really honestly just put two words we liked together and thought it sounded great and went for it it's like okay it. well we like so, milk and we like bones so funny because I'm lactose intolerant And I'm the milk in this in this equation. Right. So. I, but I and I thought the bone came from trombone. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But where does milk come from? But I, I was completely off. No, I think we, we just started like when we write a lot of the time, we we like to put some like a list of words that we like and start from that or like yeah. Um and we did that for just brainstorm. Gotcha. Uh, and yeah. So yeah. there's no like exciting story behind the name. I was just curious because I thought yeah. again I was I thought it was from the trombone and but it wasn't no. so, so no. real quick uh, <laughs> well coming from two musical households I mean having a mom that was a piano major and your dad's a music teacher and them seeing this thing happen for the both of you and then being uh, nominated for a Juno award like tell me their reaction to this stuff I. I wanted, because, okay, so like I told you before, like it was a problem for my parents for me not to follow like my friend's path of like, uh -huh. you know, maybe not going to university or something. So like every single time that I like something happened that was good and like the more security I got with this project and like my life as a musician, the more I was just like, see? Yes. See? I have that, that same, have like, I have I that same been... animosity towards my family. <laughs> are, are, are you ashamed? Are you ashamed that I didn't do the thing that you wanted me to do? And they're like, they're like rolling their eyes and they're like, 
no, you're good. They're so, you're they're so proud of you. <laughs> exactly. So but I'm just like, see, see, what would you have wanted me to do a boring business, business career? No. Right. So now I, I just tease them because they, they, <laughs> all they wanted was for me to be safe and to be secure. And I know mm. that. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'd like teasing them about it. But they're yeah, proud. I mean, coming from the, this world is so different. I mean, not this world, but like this career path that you chose. Anything creative is so up in the air. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. It, but yeah. and and then they come from a generation where like if you didn't have a bachelor's degree, like it mm-hmm. was like a, a problem. You know, if you wanted mm-hmm. to fall back on your feet. And I mean, yeah. I mean, I think right. I'm, I'm gonna what 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 about your law? Like having your dad as a teacher, a music teacher, and then you're you're coming to your you know his class and you're the cool girl for that day or whatever now it's like cool girl and then she now your dad's got to be like oh yeah my daughter's up for a juno or like you know <laughs> that's so cool yeah well they're they're very very proud of me i think i mean they're proud of me as much as they're proud of my sister who's not at all in this business too like i think i think they're just happy that i found something that truly makes me happy and that i work hard hard in it and keep pushing mm-hmm. myself to, to 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 get better but yeah they, they've been so supportive and my mom is like the cutest because she's like wants to be there in every show and like post yes. about everything and like very like very proud mom she's really cute so no i've been i'm 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 super grateful for that that's awesome okay yeah. and then now let's talk about natalie because that's the, the the neck and neck song with with um you know, within your streams. Yeah. But within the, yeah, with pressure, but as far as streams go, um, tell me about that song. And that comes out as what the next release after the album. Oh no. You had poison first. That's a funny one. Poison. Natalie's a funny one because it comes out of, it wasn't a song that we wrote, uh, as a song that was meant to be released at first. Yeah. Um, we, similar to to pressure. Yeah. Actually, this one we wrote because we were scoring a movie, yeah. um, doing the, the movie for a film. And then um, we wanted to write the, the song for the end credits at the end. And that was Natalie. And then oh. we were just like, this is good. I think this is good. I think we should release yeah. it. And then it was like kind of like discussions as to like if we should do it or not. But it, it was kind of like up in the air if, if it's, it was going to be like a Milk and Bone song. And then it turns out it's our most played song ever. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so was it, did it make this film that you were scoring as well? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, we, got okay. for it. we got yeah. nominated for it. We got nominated for the like movie awards, awards, blah, blah. Yeah. Yes. What? Okay. Yeah. What was the film? It was um, a film. Uh, it's called uh, King David. It, it was a film and an ad- uh, adaptation from a, a screen, uh, from a play, uh, but a, in Quebec, so it's like a okay. French thing, but um, yeah. So you guys were asked to do it, and you did, and yeah, was, was that a that's probably a different part of your brain oh, as yeah. far as music goes, 100%. writing something like that. Oh, but we love it we so love much. Doing it. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. great. So much fun. So okay. much fun. So did that add? Like, tell me how that changed things. Uh, did or did it just continue to validate your career and you know push you through more touring and uh, like having that song do really really well. What, how did that continue? Like, uh, like what was the milestone as, as far as that piece of your story went? I think it was just like, it kept confirming that we were headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. it being, you know, in between our first big record yeah. and then our second record. And for us, I think it was like very stressful 
I think as it is for any artist that has success with their first release is to come back with like a second record and for it to be, you know, hopefully yeah. as major as their first. Mm -hmm. And so I think to have Natalie in that time was kind of like, kind of just like a stamp of approval of like what you're doing is good and just keep going, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then, and then we, we released our, our second record, which also did super great. And that was yeah. kind of like a lot more produced and a lot more powerful than our first record. And, then and that's the one got, that's people are always concerned about. Right? I mean, as artists, right. Cause yeah, your first record 100%. is really well. And then it's, can we follow this up with another record or the sophomore album, like, the big one? And yeah. It's yeah. either like, are you, cause like some of your fans want you to do the exact same thing as the first. They want oh, the exact right. same, but like new songs, but like same vibe. They want to be doing the same activities, you know, as the, mm -hmm. at their, it's same thing. Yeah. And then some, but then we as women are growing and we have different. Yeah. You want to, to evolve as a, muse a yeah, musician exactly. and artist and your sound. And, so and so yeah. it's kind always of weird. kind of like, where are we going with this? Are people going to follow? And it's just a matter of like letting go and just being like, let's do the record that we want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, cause like, if we do it for anybody else, then if it goes well, we're going to be like, well, we did it. Then it, it did well because we did it for the people. And if it doesn't do well, we're going to be like, well, we're disappointed because we should have trusted ourselves. Yeah. So right. we just did this second record and then, yeah, it was so much like stronger and more powerful and like sadder, always sadder. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> and then that's where we won our Juno for that one for electronic album of the year. Yeah. So, wow. So then you obviously you're nominated again and you win this time. What was that? Yeah. Like? Are you oh at the award show yes. and going up on the stage? And it was insane. That was, that was insane. Cammy, I, I remember like when they said milk and bone, Cammy yelled so loud and high. Like it was such a high pitch. Yeah. And we really didn't. Think I so. was like, I was like, we were, we, we, we never thought we would win. Never, never. No. And so I don't, I don't know. It was surreal. It was really surreal. And, and we were in the middle of this, like big, we had been touring like, like that, yeah. that record for us was like our big touring record we went out you know for a tour in the u.s and then we did europe and then we did like mm. canada and then it was like super intense and yeah. then yeah it was really a lot of work that one was that like a headlining tour or like or, or yeah. were you doing support did, shows before or support tours before that we did or? europe as a support um for this other artist that was great but like it wasn't necessarily the best match musically mm -hmm. so but it was so much fun doing uh, the tour with her and in the u.s it was a headline tour and in Canada, same. And then we wow. had Dizzy as our opening act for with us at, at a few of the shows, which was awesome. Um, so but I think, yeah, you know, like winning winning that Juno um, in the midst of that really intense moment uh -huh. was kind of like a very because um, we were working so hard and we were yeah. exhausted yeah. at the time. Just yeah. another validation. It was yeah. such a great validation. It felt good. Like holy shit! Like we're we're so proud of ourselves and we're working so hard, but it's nice also to have the industry and the people be like, Hey, actually we notice. Well, we see you yeah. and you're doing yeah. great. Yeah. 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 No. So that, that was, that was a really, really great thing. And I mean, like it's right in front of me right there, but like, it's, it's oh, such a beautiful it. object to have. I'm like showing up the trophy and never no, do that. No, I love that. That's what I want to see. <laughs> do you have your I'm trophy? So proud. Can, you, can you grab your trophy? Um, I want to see two trophies. Yes. <laughs> I can show you three. 
<laughs> oh, let's see the other trophy. I want to see all the this trophies. One, this one is from, like, best. Uh, it's from Quebec. Ah, oh, that's so cool. It's beautiful. <gasps> <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> and you know what? Like, sometimes people will come to my house and be like, oh, you're <laughs> showing off your trophies. And I'm just like, oh, yes, I am. Like, if I, I had I'm those, the, you'd open my front door and they'd just be displayed in like this huge case and like I'm lights. super proud of these. <laughs> you yeah. should be. And I think they're they're gorgeous and they're nice and I've worked so hard for them. And yeah. like, I know it's sometimes like when you, I don't know, like if you're feeling a little bit insecure and you walk into someone's house and they have trophies, you might feel a little bit like, Ugh. but when I walk into a person's house and they have like their plaques or whatever with like the platinum or whatever, I'm just like, wow, like, you know, this person is proud of their stuff and I, I want to be proud of this stuff. And they're super right. heavy so I can use them for my work. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so rad. That is so rad. Um, this one well, was show of the year. Yeah. Because we wow. have a really good show if you want to come see our show. Are you playing Nashville <laughs> soon? Um, we sh- Are you in Nashville? I yeah, I'm originally from San Diego in California, and I you know I born and raised there. Play in and then I we, moved to San Francisco. We played to, in Nashville once. I was going to say we did play yeah. Nashville, and it was one of the most fun shows. It was so fun, it was so cool. Yeah, I don't okay, remember the well, venue. You need to come back, but I'm out. I'm but, so new to Nashville. I mean, I only lived here or moved here like a little over a year ago. So okay. I did okay. you ever play San Diego? Never. Okay. So no. I didn't miss you. I, I was so that, that's my reason why I haven't come came to see you. You haven't played any. <laughs> The See, the <laughs> no, but we're we're definitely going to be coming back to Nashville with our our, our next record because I remember it being so fun. Yeah, it was so great, fun, and I also love playing. You know, a, a music city, like because yeah. they're also different. But like playing New York is sick for a certain reason. Playing LA is also sick for a different reason. And then I remember in Nashville, it was just like full of love. I feel like yeah. the music scene in Nashville is like super supportive, but also like gritty, and people just want to make it work, and they're working hard, so they're supportive, you know. And I, it, I, it really felt that way that's cool that is cool i've yeah. have definitely noticed that living here yeah. uh the the everyone's very uplifting to each other and you know in, in their career and path and in other cities i've been to it's more like it's chop the them same. down to get yeah, i gotta exactly. get it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow um real quick just because you both came from a definitely not an electronic world like where did that yeah. kind of mm. come from i remember i mean we come from not an electronic world, but that was definitely something that I started listening to quite young. Yeah, I remember, um, well, you know, I always listened to pop, like mm-hmm. very pop. And and wow. then a lot of it was electronic in the days that I was like listening to it. And then as soon as I got into MySpace and like as a teenager, like being a bit of an emo kid or whatever, mm-hmm. it was all electronic. It was all in that scene that kind of like dark, um like those like very fuzzy like synths that have grit to them and it always made me feel like emotions like that's Mm -hmm. that's the way that I express my emotions that's the way that I want to feel them so and then coming from there I also had a like a dubstep phase in school I was like obsessed. I was like, give me low end. Like, I want to feel that <laughs> in my chest. Um, <laughs> and that was so much fun. And I remember when Lo and I um, started doing music together. Do you remember Songza? Oh the my God. There was this amazing playlist. What was it? Like Songza? Oh, Songza had Songza. the best music editors. 
They had the yeah. best music editors, and then they got bought out by Google Play, and they should have kept the songs up. Oh, the, the oh, programmers. Because yeah. because oh, yeah. they, I don't great. know where they went, but like I hope I <gasps> hope they're all living amazing lives and they're happy because they made yeah. those years for me. They I hope so school. too because I come from radio and programming a radio station. And and seeing how that has drastically changed. Um, oh, for sure. Like I, I hope that, the like, best for those people that kind of were pioneering. Because like it, it also it changed my entire like what I was listening to in those days. And like I remember sharing so many songs. Like we had playlists yeah. together that was just like these yeah. are so sick. Yeah. And I think this was like also a specific moment in both of our lives where we listened to the exact same thing. Like yeah. we had like because we both listened to like different music. But like we had kind of like the playlist where we were like freaking out over the same stuff. Yeah, and okay. those years were also like the purity ring. Uh, oh year. my God, yeah. true. And it was like, it was big yeah. purity ring. It was big um, Fantagram. It was oh, yeah. all of those, you know? Yeah. So I remember like us kind of like yeah taking stuff from there. And then I like the fact that like our, you know, in, on the first record for like New York and like other songs, like we'll have like a, a part of the song and then we'll go into kind of a drop and we'll stay mm. in the drop for the end of the song and that was kind of like not a, a normal thing to yeah. do at the time for like pop yeah. music and i think we grabbed that just from maybe us listening to electronic music and not needing to have a normal structure mm-hmm. or, i don't know i don't know but where yeah. it comes from because you're right it's not like did you guys like like shiny toy guns and those type of bands too no i like this, this is like when I was talking about my emo phase and like my space time, that was my band. Oh, really? Okay. My, I love that band. Okay, they're <laughs> your band. Out. I loved borrowing them because I saw them play San Francisco when they did like a reunion thing. They hadn't played in a long time. And then they did like a I, one reunion show. I would die. Like the, they are, I remember like, I think also in those years when you're like 14 or something, like your emotions are never the same. Like I was heightened as sure. like when you're 13. <laughs> But I remember listening to Don't Cry Out by Shiny Toy Guns and just being like, bury, bury me to the song. Like, I will, like, I, <laughs> bury me I, I was song. like, I was like, I, if I ever die, I want people to find my iPod and for it to be playing Don't Cry Out by Shiny Toy Guns. And they can say in my obituary that I was listening to that song, you know? They just read, <laughs> read the lyrics to the song <laughs> at your wake. Oh man, oh that's funny. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I you did like shiny that, toy guns so much. I can't <laughs> but, believe you brought that up. Wow. Oh yeah, those are, those are the bands I'm thinking of. Like you said, Fanagram. I'm like, okay, Purity Ring, and then yeah, like the other ones that were coming to mind, like Shiny Toy Guns, was a big one yeah. in that at that time period. Hundred percent, hundred percent. They were so important to me. Well, and, I want. Um, sorry, okay. I was gonna, I was just gonna say I want to get to your new music, but I'm now I'm curious because we're kind of going yeah. in chronological order here. I want to know about this EP that you put out. And then you did the big tour for the EP and then COVID hit. So you were able to kind of complete that cycle of uh, the touring mm-hmm. cycle of that EP. So what was, tell me about this EP a little bit, a, a big moment from it and then the tour and how, where you were when that ended and COVID hit. I mean, yeah. it was so fun to do dive because like we, I hadn't met Alex Lustig, Alex Lustig, who we did the, um, the EP with mm-hmm. um, for another song that I did with him. And then we were just like, oh, like we we're, we're like into retro wave right now. Let's just like try to do like a few songs with Alex. And it was like so fun and so quick and it, it happened so easily. Like he came to Montreal, we did those things together. 
And then we're like, Let's we actually did the songs EP. here, like in yeah, my really? home studio. Yeah, we we did the whole EP here. Hundred <laughs> percent. Wow. Did you write the new and record then, in there as well? Or no, the new stuff? No. Okay. No. Sorry. Go ahead. But that's some, cool. some, that of, them, was in some of them. We're always writing everywhere. But yeah. and then for the EP, it was so cool because then you know we had released Deception Bay, our second record, mm-hmm. um, a year prior. So like to be releasing an EP like just a year after that was kind of like really fun because it broke the um, the kind of like you know first record, second record, maybe a third record, which like new music right away. And it was like right at the time when we were touring. So and those songs were a bit more kind of like fun and dancey so adding them to the live show at that time was like oh, such a perfect so timing fun. for festivals it was just like the absolute best and it did so well too and we we're just like amazing mm-hmm. yeah and then alex is so cool right now he's gotten like he's like one of the top billboard songwriters because he's on the new drake record yeah oh, wow like a madman yeah. so i'm just so proud he's of the him. sweetest yeah doing so great that's so cool. And then, so you toured the record, the pandemic hits. Now this, you know, as terrible <gasps> like, as it was, but it allows As for... terrible as it was, I don't think we knew how much we needed a break. Yeah. Okay. Like, like it was insane. Like the, we had never stopped from the very first moment we released our first music and it went wild. Like for the past like eight years, we had been just like working, 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 working. And like, even the moments that I thought I was resting, I wasn't resting. And I realized that during the pandemic, I was just like, this this is what it's like to feel like actually like rested and like so I think it was a great moment also to reflect on like where we wanted to go from there mm-hmm. and I mean it has been almost 10 years that we started this this you know oh project together so I think it was a great moment to just like take a step back and be like okay we're two from here and mm-hmm. and then we started working with a new producer who is LA based, whose name is Mika Jasper. And it was such a fun time to just like go and and meet him in LA during this time and have writing sessions with him. Was that, di- was- that must've been difficult. Cause I know Canada was pretty like difficult to get in and out of, especially during the early times of the pandemic. Yeah. So when do I you mean- start working on these songs? But at that time, the borders were re- reopened and uh, okay. yeah. we were able to travel. And we so yeah. we did we did a bunch of writing in L.A. We went twice in L.A. for a couple of weeks, no, like 10 days or like two weeks or something. Uh, first time we wrote with him and um, and then we came back. He came to Montreal. So we we also yeah. wrote in this really cool big like studios from the 70s, like it was so amazing. And then we stayed there for like a week and worked more. And then, so it was kind of back and forth. We also like finished the album, like listening to mix in my place, sending notes and everything. But, but, but it was worth it because when we met Mika, we just had this connection with him that was very special and musically, but also uh, as a friend, it just felt like, okay, that's for sure the right person to work with us on this album yeah. where we like the same things we're, 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 we're hearing the same things and he's so talented um and it was just easy the first time we met him for the first session which is like okay let's let's try to do a session with them see how it goes and bigger love was written in like three hours our first single yeah, yeah and wow. it was just like we were we all were like okay what just happened what happened this song is fucking fire and so it was kind of magic and easy and and it's been that way the whole record is just like 
so easy to work with him and he's yeah. like so dedicated to the project and, and and to the songs and the album and like he he wants everything to be perfect and and so yeah it's it's been a pleasure working with him and it, it's really fun also for us to just um elevate our sound a little with working with someone di different and yeah I'm so excited for it to yeah me too me too and it's like it's it's I was I was kind of like I wanted to be careful about you know working with someone in LA because like a bunch of people do that and like for next project they're like oh let's go find someone in LA but like <sighs> Mika is just like feels like someone who could be from Montreal and I feel like he has very Montreal energy where he's just like so he works so hard and he's so nice and he's so like just our age and just like hanging out you know that it just felt like so natural to do the record with him and it just felt like doing it with a friend mm -hmm. so I'm very very happy that's mm -hmm. great and is the record yeah. complete and you just you're on the yes uh, yes okay I don't but, know when this yeah. podcast is out yeah we're we're, we're, we're announcing um <laughs> we're announcing the record like um in like a week and a half okay um, then I'll, I'll hold it for a week and a half so okay, we can, okay cool so we can talk but, about it. <laughs> you can talk about it and then i'll just release it tomorrow no just kidding <laughs> no but i would never yeah, do that to the, you the i'm not that type of person now um the record is complete and we're releasing it in the fall and i'm so excited because like the two songs that we have released so far are, like very kind of like you know mm -hmm. energy borders like is that, the newest but, one that you yeah. put out yes and then but they're like I'm always such a fan of like darker songs and like moody and kind of like so I'm really excited for like the entire record to be out and to be yeah. able to tour it because like yeah. that's also one thing that's so cool it's like the more music we release the more options we have when we choose what we want oh, yeah. to do live and okay. now it's just going to be like greatest hits greatest <laughs> hits tour <laughs> Wow. Okay. So the, the record's finished. It's yeah. you're doing singles and then you're, yeah. you're announcing the record, which will be announced at this point. And then yeah. do you have a tour lined up or do you, are you kind of just we're, still feeling out everything? We're starting to look into it. It was important for us to um, wait and make sure that we do like, you know, shows in a block and make sure that we have a good routing also for the mm -hmm. tour. Cause we have, um, exhausted ourselves in the past. So we want to make sure that we're careful about that this time around. Smart. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited for also the record to be out for when, oh when we God, start, yes. you know, planning the shows. Cause I want people to know the songs when they, when they come and visit. So hopefully I'd, I'd love to start like, you know, we might start doing like soft shows in the fall to start like feeling mm -hmm. it out and like feeling uh -huh. a show, but like, I want to go on like real tour in the spring. Okay. But yeah, but we will, our team is already on it. So That's it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's going to yeah. happen. But we don't have awesome. shows to announce just yet, is what. Right, I'm right, right, right. But we will. Uh, was, do you feel like this record? Uh, is there moments on this record that wouldn't have happened if you didn't have like so much time during the pandemic to write it? Yes. yes. Oh yeah. I, I feel I, like just the distance, but with our own feelings and our own like that's what I was missing. Just like time to actually rest, so that when I am and like loneliness and all of that, and just like you know. And also the the weird COVID relationships, you know, like I was in a long distance relationship during, during COVID and it got me to write like things that I would not have written otherwise and just different feelings of mm -hmm. loneliness and of helplessness, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I think one positive thing that came out of it is also the fact that we waited for a while before getting back into the process of writing a new album. Uh, 
we reconnected with that ex like part of us that we had it in, in in the process for the first album where it was like excitement mm -hmm. i'm excited like we were excited to do this album yeah. we were rested we were like okay eager to do it can't wait to release it can't wait to do shows and that feels so good because i think the second album it was harder because we never stopped in between we never stopped touring we never stopped we, we had no distance from like on our practice and on our lives and feelings and when you're always busy you're not connected to yourself and so i think this was like a blessing for real in many ways for for the project uh i think uh yeah i think people will love this album i, I we both are very very proud of it uh and so eager to share it with the world and that's yes. a really good feeling it, it's been a really really fun process and intense process but yeah i think it i i, I mean i, I probably i'll say that for every album but from for, for me this is our best work so far so that's the goal to always yes and i, I think the I progress think we nailed it. exactly yeah yeah i'm really happy with it that is so cool. Well, I can I love this the two that you've released thus far, and I can't wait to hear the rest of the record. And I thank you both so much for hanging out with me today. This has been so much it's fun. It's been fun. It's been really fun. I Thanks have, for having us. Oh, yeah. Happy. This has been great. I have one more question. I want to get an yes. answer from both of you. That's cool. Uh, if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Oh, mm. yes. I do. My Honestly, I feel like I... I I should have trusted my creative instincts so much more when I was starting mm. out. I feel like that's the, the purest and energy that you'll ever have. The, the urge, you know, when you want to be an artist, there's something in you that's just like, okay, I have this thing to, to tell and you have that much confidence because you haven't been kind of like confronted with the industry yet. So I feel like for anyone who wants to start out, like give, give it your best shot the first time around you know like I feel like I went maybe a little bit too slow and kind of like made sure I wasn't ruffling any feathers but mm. I think trust yourself as much as as you can for when you put out your first stuff and I wish I didn't have the imposter syndrome as well like if you're mm. yeah it's a, like <laughs> trust whatever you do is my advice and you can do it all I love it. it I love it what about you Lo? Um, I think I would say, make sure you surround yourself with good people. Uh, yeah. this work, you cannot do it all by yourself. I mean, you can, but it gets lonely. So I think it's really important to have, to have those person around you, uh, that you trust and that you can talk about your mental health and that you can talk about your feelings and your limits. It's important to have limits too. Uh, this industry can eat you alive. <laughs> And it's, it's the most beautiful industry in the world, but it's also very dangerous. So I think it's yeah. uh, when you start, you want to say yes to everything. And it's important to learn to say no and to learn to, to put your limits and talk about them. And, and hopefully we're going to start talking about that with, with like more in a more natural way. And I think we're getting there slowly. It's much more open, but I think this yeah. is something like people get exhausted all the time and, so if you're aware of it when you start and check in on yourself, I think that's really, really, really important. And, and that way you don't lose your passion for what you do and, and 